Sifting through mounds of data from the annual Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey can take an agency manager hours, days, even months. That's why a group at one of NIH's institutes created a tool designed to cut down that time to hours, even minutes. Camille Hoover is the executive director, Robin Clevins, a senior management analyst at the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases. They created the Employee Viewpoint Survey Analysis and Results Tool, otherwise known as EVS Art, and they've spent the last year sharing it with other agencies. Clevins and Hoover tell Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco about the tool and how it can help you evaluate your engagement results. Our colleagues have literally worked weeks and months to sort through this information. We've received the results a couple of months after the survey closes. People were spending weeks, if not months, working through the data. And then by the time the leaders received analysis, if they received their analysis, we were on the heels of the next survey. So employees were not seeing a lot of change from one year to the next. This allows us to get the information to decision makers out much sooner and allows for more informed employee-based strategic initiatives. We have colleagues that have gone from spending 72 days doing reports to one day. We have a colleague on the West Coast who went from 200 hours to 40 minutes. We have a colleague at NIH who spent 30 hours and now does the same, if not maybe even a more robust report, in five minutes. So that one report has gone from $1,350 to produce to $3.75. And when we realized what a remarkable and powerful tool that we had in our hands, we decided that we needed to do our best to gift it as broadly as we could across government. And so that's the crusade we've been on for the last year and a half. Has the tool changed very much since we last talked about a year or so ago? It has changed since the last time we met. We actually built out the heat map further. It's a very visual tool. It's very easy to look at. The heat map seems to be one of the more popular aspects of it, and we have built it out to include all of the index measures and key categories and subcategories. So people love that. We've also created an at-a-glance header for each section, which is just like a quick look at where you've improved or where you've declined to give you kind of an idea of where you're sitting. And we've added an action planning tab. Uh, It's a tab that will autofill if you enter in information on the questions that you want to look at to target. And it allows you to just create a, a starting point, actually, for a bigger action plan. It allows you to kind of work through some ideas you might have uh, and, you know, go on from there. So how many agencies have you talked to about the tool? How many are using it? Do you have those numbers at this point? So we have worked with people from across the federal government. We started at NIH, then to HHS, and then expanded beyond. We have met with and trained people from all 15 executive departments and then sub-agencies within. And I can add to that that since our last Federal News Radio interview, there was a cohort of White House fellows that picked up the story. And so they contacted us because they were had a project they were doing related to engagement and they wanted to learn about EVS art. And from that, they introduced us to OPM, to Dustin Brown, uh, Rob Seidner, and Christy Daphnis. And that 
group has become our biggest champions. So they have opened the doors for us, and we are now on a national platform to be able to share this as broadly as possible, to meet with organizations and the senior most leaders, to talk about not only the power of this tool, but we provide custom design to them. We talk about how they can put in place impactful initiatives, and they can actually move their organization's performance from one year to the next. So Mm -hmm. it's really been quite an exciting time, which I think has been impactful across government. Yeah, we've conducted more than 50 presentations, meetings within the last year. We've trained and spoken to over a 1,000 people, getting ready to do another webinar here shortly where we're going to be reaching probably another 1,500 to 3,000 people. So the word is getting out there. We're receiving emails and interest from across mm-hmm. the government. We received interest from a state government who actually wanted to know if, if they could talk to us about how we did what we did. So it's been pretty exciting. And Camille, I saw you present about the tool at a uh, chief human capital officers meeting a couple months back. And I've seen that on the president's management agenda in the capital workforce mm-hmm. section, the tool is specifically mentioned there as, as something that agencies could use and that they have been using I guess, over the past year. Is that right? That's correct. And actually, as part of our efforts moving forward, OMB asked if I would step in as the co-chair of the Improve Employee Performance and Engagement subcommittee related to the PMA. And so when you look at the milestones that we've been working on for over a year, EVSR has come into play because some of our goals have been to make sure that the results go down to the lowest level of organizations across government. And if you have 10 or more individuals that take the survey, you're able to get your information. We also have the 2020 goal, which is a very lofty goal, to say look at the 20 lowest, 20% lowest performing organizations in your agency and by the year 2020 to improve your scores by 20%. So we go across all the federal agencies and we are working on what are the best practices, what are those leading practices, and how can we share them consistently across government? How can we build community of practices and collaborate and have cross-agency connections to move the engagement platform forward? When you go out and you meet with these cabinet-level agencies to talk about EVSR and this whole, you know, process altogether – I mean, are you speaking really to those high-level people at the top of these agencies about this? Because while I imagine that a lot of the success does come down at that grassroots level, it probably is important to have someone up at the top, whether it's the secretary, the deputy secretary, whoever that's really championing this initiative. Sure. So I would say it's been very comprehensive, the audiences that we have had. We've gone from the engagement folks and HR folks that are an analyst that are actually the ones that put the information into the tool and create mm-hmm. it for the leaders to many meetings that we have had with the administrators and with the deputy secretaries and showing them how we have been able to not only put this tool out, but how we've been able to affect change through these strategic initiatives and targeted interventions. So it's been a quite a wide range What I would say is that it's so important that the engagement people and the HR people and the Chicos that are the main people out there trying to support the structure of having information and EVS results um, to know about the tool. But what is even more paramount is that leaders at every level Mm -hmm. 
understand, see the results, and know what to do with the results. How do you read this? How do you understand the themes of what's going on from the people of the organization? And how do you put in place the right structures and interventions um, in order to affect change? And so that has to be on the front lines with the people that are out mm-hmm. there doing the work. I mean, you need the, the highest level has to support it. But then beyond that, the people on the front lines have to carry that forward, emulate what you have as your vision, and put forth a plan that's going to affect change. When you're looking at employee engagement broadly here um, as part of the, the, the cap goal with the president's management agenda, are you seeing common challenges that agencies have when they approach employee engagement? Are there I understand that every organization is different, but are there common things that maybe some of the of those lower performing agencies are struggling with? Is that something that you can comment on? I think that there are common themes throughout. You see there are always common questions that score high or score low. A lot of what we've been seeing lately has to do with the the new inclusion quotient index that we work with, and that has to do with being fair, open, empowering. Those questions seem to be scoring just a little bit lower than you would hope. Some of our colleagues are actually working to do comparison analysis between engagement and that index to see if, you know, how those ebbs and flows go. Do they rise? Do they decrease? you know, at the same time. So that's actually one area that we have seen across the board. Camille Hoover is the executive director and Robin Clevens is senior management analyst at the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases at the NIH. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, Confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week. So patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.